I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Find a fresh take on a fall getaway to Wilmington, North Carolina and beaches. Enjoy hiking trails in a state park, fresh seafood with a sight of live music and fall festivals galore. Then live it up along the Riverwalk in Wilmington's historic downtown. With three island beaches, Carolina, Curie and Wrightsville and a vibrant downtown, you get the best of the Carolina coast all in one place. Plan your fall getaway at WilmingtonandBeachesVacation.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Pittsburgh Steeler fans, what's going on? This is Jeff Hartman, editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, with you for another episode of the Steelers Preview. We want to wish everyone a very happy Thanksgiving. I know it's Black Friday, but at the same time, I always like to extend that Thanksgiving you know, greeting to everyone over the weekend. Uh, that's right before we turn the page and then get into the Christmas season for those that celebrate that holiday. But nonetheless, I bring in the other two turkeys here on our podcast. We'll start with Brian Anthony Davis. How's it going? It's black and gold Friday, Jeff. Get it right. <laughs> Very good. Good. Doing point. well. Good. Dave, how are you doing? I'm all right. Brian took my line, so I don't have anything else to say. Did you guys, uh, hopefully you had a good Thanksgiving. My question, Brian, is if, what's your favorite type of pie on Thanksgiving? You know, I am not a pumpkin uh, pie kind of guy. And uh, my family, uh, where I went to, uh, I went out to my family's house and I had, pump, uh, excuse me, apple. I did taste a slice of pumpkin, but I went with apple. Hmm. Dave, what about you? What's your pie of choice? Well, if you're going to go pumpkin, I have this where I make, and my brother makes it probably maybe even a little bit better than mine because he has a different recipe, an upside down pumpkin pie where it's basically with the crust on the top and it's really buttery. It's basically like a cake mix that's on the top mm. and it's it's not the your traditional pie crust, which I'm not a big fan of. Um, and it's really good if I'm going to do pumpkin, but I'm also not a big pie guy. Okay, uh, I've heard Thanksgiving. It's always pumpkin pie for me, pumpkin pie. And so everyone was watching football. Hopefully, f- football, family, food, 
And we all saw that the one game that Steeler fans were going to be watching and hoping that, uh, I mean, I've, my skin kind of crawled as you had to root oh. for the Dallas Cowboys. You're like, oh, this just feels so wrong. It's bad. And it didn't matter because the Buffalo Bills win, which really puts a dent in the option of two wild card spots the Steelers could potentially occupy. There's still a lot of season left, but at the same time, the Steelers have to remember that they control their own destiny. If they win the rest of their games, nothing else matters and they would be in. Is that likely? No one knows with this team. It's, they're so inconsistent. But Brian, as you were watching the games on Thanksgiving, your thoughts were? Like, I hate Dallas. I hate <laughs> them now. I never really hated them as much as I do now. That was just disgusting. They came out seven points. I'm like, all right, here we go. And they just laid an egg. Buffalo's defense is a lot tougher than I thought. So, um, you know, that's a tough, I kept on thinking December 15th is not an easy game, but yes, uh, they do control their own destiny. Uh, the Steelers will have to, um, and just keep winning. But, uh, think how dirty you felt on Thanksgiving day, rooting for the Cowboys. Think how dirty you're going to feel in a couple of weeks, rooting for the Ravens over the bills. Uh, Dave, what were your thoughts watching that game? Since I know that the Steelers are going to have to take care of their own stuff anyway, to get into the playoffs, whether it's the five or the six, really to me is not nearly as important. So I'm like, I, I, I wasn't terribly rooting against the Bills because I think they have that spot locked no matter what. And that the Steelers, even if the Steelers beat them. So I wasn't going to put too much into it. I was just pulling for my guys on FanDuel. And I won that, so I'm not going to say Yes, anything. you did. <laughs> <laughs> if I wouldn't have reminded Finally. you to, to do that, then I would have finished in the money. And instead, I finished one spot out because you were there to... Anyway. All right, before we get into the black and gold talk, this is something that my brother and my dad and I talked about. And I want to get your all's take on it. Speaking of the Thanksgiving Day games, we'll start with Brian. If you are the NFL commissioner, how are you handling the Thanksgiving Day games in terms of how would you schedule them? Would you keep Detroit and Dallas as the staples? Would you rotate teams through? Do you like the way the tradition is and, and all that? Like, what are your thoughts on that, Brian? You know what? I mean, right away, I would say, you know, just put it all up for grabs and let anybody play. But those teams don't want to play. So if you're asking the Players Association, they're glad to uh, take take two teams off the table right away and know that they're playing, that they're not a part of that uh, mix. So there's only four teams that are getting the call. So they're hoping they don't get the call on Thanksgiving day. I'm pretty sure um, for, for what I'd rather do. I mean, I'd rather see fresher games. I mean, that's gosh, it's, it's pretty rough. You had two repeats this year. And two repeats of last year that weren't even good games last year. And so we had to watch the Falcons and Saints over again. We had to watch the, uh, and I'll be honest with you, the only reason I watched the, uh, the Lions and Bears is because I didn't want to watch the dog show because I am, uh, I'm against that. And I fight and yell at my family every year how it's sacrilegious to be watching a Pomeranian on Thanksgiving Day. I mean, don't do that to me. That's, that, that's stupid. <laughs> NBC just did that because they lost football a few years back and they kept it going. So we have to watch little poofy dogs walking around. And I'm a dog lover. But, I mean, just come on. Stop that. I mean, you know, I'd much rather see fresher games but if you're going to go ahead and and keep it going so the Steelers don't have to play on Thanksgiving Day you know 
maybe keep it the way it is. Dave, what are your thoughts? I like the tradition of always knowing that you know it's going to be games in those two cities each time. I have no problem with it. And I also like that it's two NFC teams, and it's very rare that the Steelers are scheduled to play. It's only every every eight years for each one of them that they're scheduled to play at that city. So you know that the only way the Steelers are going to be scheduled is if it's the night game, and that just means it's less likely that they're going to be on Thanksgiving. So let's just keep it how it is. I hate how, like, this year, only one AFC team. Last year, I believe there was zero AFC teams. I mean, so as someone that follows an AFC team, I'm watching the games. Of course, I'm watching the games, but I'm just like, these games mean absolutely nothing. And it's always late in the season, and you're kind of hoping for some relevance to keep the games interesting. And they never do it. I just don't understand it. So um, Captain Underpants has a question here for Brian Anthony Davis. Someone asked what jersey you're wearing. I'm I'm assuming that's an Isaac Redmond uh, that you have on there. No, my friends, this is a Richard Huntley. Oh my gosh! It was a value. A Huntley it was jersey. a value city special <laughs> from 1999. I am one of the few people that own a Richard Huntley, and I'm not going to take it off because last time I took off a shirt, I heard about it for a long time. But um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, this is one of those uh, the screen printed. Nice. jerseys from value city i think i paid 6.99 for my huntley but i own one and not a lot of people can say they they do um and if you everyone asks me where i get them i'm never going to say that on the air but i <laughs> i i get them from overseas and if you want them let me know the uh they fell off a they fell off a boat <laughs> I want to know if 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 he's still keeping a Richard Huntley, where do you have room for these in your closet? The this is actually the, this was actually put away and uh I'm uh, actually redoing my basement and I went and I uh, I found it in this bin. So my 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 daughter had to wear a college shirt the other day and she wore and I dumped out this bin because I knew it was way back from 1986 when I had the sweatshirt. It was a Fiesta Bowl Penn State sweatshirt that she wore. Uh, the only person having something that cool and retro because it was in really good shape. So I found this on top of it. I'm like, I'm going to just go weird and wear 33. They, uh, I'm trying to think other than Redmond, who was the last significant stealer to wear 33? Merrill Hodge. <laughs> I mean, I thought about Bam Merrill Morris. Hodge, but I kept on thinking Baron Bam Morris. But I'm thinking there had to be someone between Redmond and those guys that wore 33 that was of any significance. I guess not. Trey Edmonds. Yeah. <laughs> well, you said significance. So, yeah. Exactly. There you go. All right. So let's get this show on the road for the Steelers previews. We're getting ready for the week 13 game versus the Cleveland Browns on Sunday. It's going to be a big game, Dave. Let's jump right into the injury report. Since we're on for, we're on Friday night and not Thursday night, this is finalized. We know who's in, who's out. What are your, what are, what's going on with the Steelers? All right, we have one player definitely ruled out, and that is Juju Smith-Schuster, who did not practice at all this week. He is clear of the concussion protocol, but it is so it is strictly just the knee injury, which was surprising, which means he had to be doing some kind of physical physical activity, not necessarily on the practice field, just to get through the protocol. Mm-hmm. But I don't know how they handle that with an injured player. Um, I don't know if they tell us how they handle that with an injured player. But he's out of the protocol, strictly the knee injury out on Sunday. James Conner 
was limited the last two days, and he is considered doubtful. What I think happened with James Conner the last two days is that they're wanting to get him some some leg work and some other work and some everything, but they're not really wanting him to take any contact on his shoulder yet. So that's why I wouldn't be surprised if while he was limited, so he can kind of, you know, keep up with those kind of things, but he's just not ready to play. Steelers have never had a doubtful player be uh, active on game day since they got rid of the question, not the questionable, the probable status several years ago. And then the only other player that has an injury status is Artie Burns is questionable. Uh, he did not participate on Wednesday, was limited yesterday, and was full today. So we'll see what happens with him. All right, Brian, what are your thoughts on the, the – let's assume that Connor's not playing. Um, confidence level with the Steelers' offense minus Juju Smith-Schuster and James Connor. Well, first off, I, I'm glad to see that Juju was doing some uh, rehab on his knee going 104 miles per hour the other night. I mean, that's why he was doing it. So anybody that's going to get on him for that, I mean, you know, he was just doing some rehab and, you know, just that foot down the pedal, that helps him out uh, a whole bunch. Um, as far as everything else goes, <laughs> um, you know, James Conner, they've uh, kind of got used to him not being in there. They have uh, Duck used him a whole heck of a lot in that Los Angeles Charger game. They really need someone like him there, but if they could get a guy like Kareth White, we don't know whether he could catch the ball out of the backfield, but he's got burners. Wouldn't you love to see him on a screen pass or a, a ball in the flat and just take off? Because with how fast that guy is, he could take off. Maybe Jalen Samuels could... Uh, could go for a lot of yards with uh like he did against the Colts with those 13. So it's all about innovation and offense and protecting um protecting Duck and you know the Steelers do really well with innovation with their uh, offensive coordinator. So that's a, that makes me feel really confident going into it. Juju Smith-Schuster um they really need him back. Um and they really need him back with with a uh a leadership mentality and uh as far as that goes they don't have that right now but guys like james washington and deontay johnson want to step up and if you can get a guy like Deion kane to do something spectacular like he did the other day um two balls went to him he caught one was interfered with on the other that guy could have let's put it this way if he catches that other ball he's everybody's pickup this week on, a, on fantasy football. So he could do something absolutely amazing. And uh, don't forget about Tevin Jones, too. Now, this is a makeshift unit. I mean, these are guys that uh, they're the non-fantasy team, but they're guys that uh, you never know what they can do. And, and think about it. they uh, If they can just do a little bit in week 11 against Cleveland, they win that game. They did absolutely nothing. So if they could do just a little bit this week, maybe get a a a touchdown or two, and a whole bunch of field goals with that good defense. You never know what's going to happen. So, I'm just really anxious to see how Duck pulls it all together and how Feetner helps him pull it all together. Dave, what are your thoughts on the offense without Juju and James Conner? Uh, I think we'll it'll it'll be similar to last week. So, I mean, that's pretty much all. But we'll have guys that will have a little bit more practice time playing together with the different quarterback. Um, it's it's going to be the same struggle they've had all season. Do you want do did you want the Brown stats report too? Uh yeah, I haven't seen it. Go ahead. 
Yeah, okay. They, they have a wide receiver, last name Hodges. I think it's a guy that they don't use much. He's questionable. Um, defensive back Eric Murray is out with a knee. Um, offensive tackle Greg Robinson is questionable. He's in the concussion protocol. That's right. Not, I read about has that. He's not practiced all week. All week, but um, I mean, if he clears it, he can play. But who knows? And then um, um, Olivier Vernon. That's right. It's Olivier, not Oliver, right? Olivier. Right. Okay, he I, is I questionable know. with the knee. The other defensive end. So, I'll tell you, if he's out with uh, one number ninety-five, also not able to play in this game, the not having either of them would really be a big deal. But uh, we'll we'll see at eleven thirty on Sunday. So you guys brought it up. Let's do it real quick. Lance and I talked about this the other day on, on Thanksgiving day. We did our Q and a show, which, which absence is, is bigger for their respective team, miles Garrett or Marquise Pouncey. Dave will go with you first. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly from Bloomberg. This is the deal each week. You're here is in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. I'm going to say Miles Garrett because that's, and that's nothing against Pouncey, because I think that the Steelers had have B.J. Finney as a qual. I think the it's it's value over replacement, and I think because of the just because specifically Finney is there, that the value over replacement um, is much more when it comes to, to to Garrett that he's way ahead of whoever they have coming in and playing for him. So that's why I'd go that one. Brian, you agree? Disagree? You know what? I I would agree. Okay. All right, and uh, last thing here before we get into Dave's stat geek is it's another question for you guys, and that is, if you were to predict how the first quarter goes in terms of style of play, penalties, penalty flags thrown, we know the the week eleven matchup and how it ended. We know there's going to be a lot of bad blood between these two teams, Brian. If you're predicting how this game starts, how do you, what do you see it looking like? Itchy trigger fingers and uh, a lot of chippiness. Uh, pretty much what we probably all expect. I expect uh, maybe three nothing at the end of quarter one if we're lucky to even see any points. Dave, I expect a lot of penalties called, even if they're not, you know, late hit, roughing, personal foul stuff like that. Just in general to make these guys think that they're watching every little move that they're doing, whether it be football related or personal foul related, just to set the tone. That's, yeah. that's what I would say. I, I don't know if it'll be, I think it'll be chippy, but I think both of these coaches, maybe Mike Tomlin more than Freddie kitchens, just because of his experience, understand the magnitude of this game. I mean, the Browns are essentially playing for their playoff lives and the Steelers are playing to keep, their spot in the postseason locked up and not having to rely on help. And so this is a gigantic, gigantic game. We're going to break it down for you in a second. But first, before we get to the stat geek, I want to mention if you want to help out the program, you can. And you can do it for – it's free. 
It doesn't cost a dime. That's by liking our videos, subscribing to the channel, and making sure you go in and, and smash that bell to turn on your notifications so you get an email or a push alert on your phone that lets you know every single time we go live. That way you never miss a show. And if you don't listen on or watch, I should say, on YouTube, go to any audio platform, whether it's Spotify, iTunes, uh, Google Play, Follow us there, subscribe to our channel, and make sure you leave us a good review because it helps with our exposure. Our audio platform and our YouTube channel has gotten significantly larger because of you. So make sure you do that. Go and hit that like button. We appreciate it. You all have been doing a great job. Keep it up. All right, David, let's get right into the Stat Geek segment. All right, I'm going to keep it real short. And this was inspired. So Jeff might have actually read this because I don't know if he reads them all or not. Uh, this was a, a inspired by someone who commented um, after the fact on the on the Stat Geek um, show. They brought up a point that I then had to dive into a little bit just to make sure. Last week in week 12, the Steelers offense only had three players who started on offense that started in week one of the previous season. Can you name them? Last week, the Steelers only had three players on their offense that started in week one of 2018. 2018. If okay. you look back at 2018 to to this past week, three okay. players that started in that game. So uh, pretty sure they're all offensive linemen. Uh, David DeCastro would be one. Brian, go ahead and name another one. I would go with uh, Al Villanueva. And uh, Ramon Foster. That would be correct. Those are the only three guys from week one of 2018 to start in week 12. Now, there were two more who started the majority of the games at their position last year that also started. So there's only five total that started the majority of the games on offense last year that started in week 12. So you know do, the other two. Do you consider Matt Filer as majority of starting? He started 11 games, so that's okay, one of them. So, all right, so that's my five. Go ahead, Brian. Who's the other one? Uh, Vance McDonald. And that would be Vance McDonald is the other one. That is correct. So if you look about look at it from last season, in general, majority of the starts to this year, the only guys that are start that are that have returned are your offensive linemen with a with a, a t are blockers. Offensive line with the tight end. That's it. Different quarterback, different running backs different receivers drastically different running yeah. back quarterback and receivers we're not just talking about yeah. okay we got to lean on a guy like darius hayward bay who knows yeah. the system i mean they're going from judd to johnny holton to bringing in guys off practice squads i don't think people realize just how crazy that is that you are in a system on a practice squad whether it be indianapolis or chicago and then the steelers call you up and say we're, we're taking you you got to come to Pittsburgh and you got to try to learn this new playbook like that. And so it's, it, it, you should see for Superman, Dion Kane and Kareth white, you should see their roles expand this week, not drastically, but they, they'll have more of a, the playbook under their belt. Um, Brian, what are your expectations for these guys coming into their second game and a big game at that against the Browns? Well, like you said, they probably have an expanded playbook. I'm wondering how many plays they actually learned last week because I think they all came in very early in the week. I don't think they were even there on Saturday. I don't think they were there at all the week before. Um, 
I mean, well, actually, with it being a crazy 10-day uh, off period, maybe they got in there a little quicker. But, you know, they'll have an exp- expanded play- playbook. You have to go with them. You just have no other options because all of a sudden you're going to be uh, keying more on uh, Washington and more on uh, Deontay Johnson. So it's going to give an opportunity for these guys to sneak sneak past one. And I'm thinking that they're going to start using Deion Kane more than they want to use Johnny Holt. So as far as that goes, you have a speedy guy in a 4-3 Kareth White. You're probably going to try to get him in there on a few plays, um, a few more plays. He had seven. I, I think, Dave, you said something about he had seven snaps last week. Um, and so I would probably expect him to get um, into uh, the low double digits. Dave, what are your thoughts? Brian sounds right. <laughs> <laughs> no, just yeah. I don't really know. I don't really have anything else to add there. I think that both of these players bring a, an element and a wrinkle to the offense that was not there prior to them being claimed off the practice squad. None of their running backs, including James Conner, have the burst that White has out of the backfield, and that was on display against in Cincinnati. Um, and the same can be said about a field stretching ability of Superman. I keep on saying that to remind myself of his nickname that we've given him, Dion Kane, because he can get vertical and he can stretch the field. And that's something that we and everyone else that talks about the Steelers has been clamoring for this entire season and this past offseason. So I think that they're going to have, I think they're really going to see, I hope you're going to see them being used more this week than you did last week. So, okay, guys, let's. I did remember one thing I wanted to say. The first handoff to Kareth White Jr. of the game, what stood out to me more than anything is he had is he made one guy completely miss in the hole and then busted it. And I, I actually sent my brother a message. I'm like, my, I don't know, maybe maybe it was Lance I sent the message to. I couldn't remember. But I'm like, look, a Steelers running back made somebody miss and busted it for a long run because that's what we had kind of been missing for a long time. Yeah. James Conner can do that sometimes by bouncing off of the defender or, yeah. or you know, stiff arming or whatever. It's been a long time since they've had someone shifty enough to make them miss. Make a miss. Um, you know, you butt naked and robbed had that on occasion. I'm thinking it might even be like Willie Parker was the last yeah. guy that had the speed to actually make someone miss. I'm just saying we haven't seen it in twenty nineteen. Well, and you know, the funny thing is, Dave, is that this this Sunday at one o'clock uh, we're going to have to include Mr. Brian Anthony Davis in some type of text message chain because he <laughs> nope, was nope, unbelievably nope. butthurt on oh, his show, no. The Steelers Hangover. Well, and because Tony look, tried to text us both and messed up and only text me. No, honestly, <laughs> I I will give you my spot on the t- the text chain with Dave and Lance. Like, you can take it. I will. Well, I'm, I'm I will, not interested. I will well, gladly I just, well, step away. I don't even respond to him anymore. I've turned the, yeah. the do not disturb on that chain. It doesn't make my phone vibrate because I can't take it. I can't take it. But Brian, you're well, upset. I mean, Brian, do you want to vent now? Like, if you oh, felt no, like you were no. really, really hurt. I I was left out of the prom. It's like all your buddies. <laughs> no, no, no. Eight. I got to bust on Lance for a minute because not only Lance gives a ton of commentary <laughs> on, on during the game. But he watches it like 10 minutes behind. So yeah. then if you try to say anything back, he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm behind. 
And I'm like, so how did I even know what you were talking about in the first place? <laughs> I'm going to take Brian's number. I'm going to give it to Lance and say, I want you to start a new chain with Brian and Dave. Uh, no, no, I'm no, going to no. take, I'm just going to step back. I'm going to step back. You can have it. No. You can have it. Enjoy. That is, that is no hey, seconds. No, I I, mean, I included I... <laughs> Brian in the chain at the end of the at the end of the game when I brought up the fact that the final score was sixteen to ten, which was exactly what I predicted last week on the Steelers preview. That's that's true. That's true. <laughs> yeah, but sixteen to ten is an easy score. It's not twenty six twenty four. It's I'm, like, hey, look at me. Hey, I'm still me. laughing about when I was listening to your podcast, The Steelers Hangover, and Tony goes, "Well, you know, when I was texting Dave, and Brian's like, wait, what? What? You were texting Dave? How dare you text Dave? You sounded I like think Cody was school, offended. You sounded like a middle school girl. And what was even worse is that." Tony, you know, it was all fabricated. And then Tony then went into like hyper defensive mode. <laughs> no, I'm that's so what I was sorry. doing. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm so, so, so sorry. I'm so, so, so sorry. <laughs> I know. That's exactly what I was doing. It's just me being a jerk. Is what it was. Okay, I don't so, want. I, I no. said, I well, said, no, what? No. I'm you, not even going to answer. It's not like I'm going to answer. I don't people, really want the text. So you guys know me on a personal level and people that watch the show enough. When you say something like this, you know, I'm going to follow through with it. <laughs> oh, th- You're going to be in a text chain with Dave and Lance and Tony <laughs> and Dave. I'm not going to be in any of them, but you're going to be in a lot of text chains. I'm going to want your phone to just be exploding the entire game so that you don't feel left out. Cause I would hate for you to feel left out of text chains during a flipping game. I, I would like to turn my phone off. I just can't do that. So, okay. Enough shenanigans. I just wanted to talk about that. Because Brian doesn't to... answer back next anyway. So it doesn't really matter. Yeah. No, it, he sent me a nine-minute audio message the other day. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> did you listen to it? It was just—I listened was to thirty perfect. seconds and felt that I was like a fly on the wall somewhere, and I shouldn't uh, be there, so I should just delete Let's get right into the the thick of things here with this upcoming game in Week Thirteen. I want to know, guys, because this game and it's—I I did the the questions with the Dogs by Nature editor. Uh, this week as well as I did in week 11. And even since then, things have changed drastically. They, you know, no Miles Garrett for the Browns. No Marquise Pouncey for the Steelers. Devlin Hodge is a quarterback, not Mason Rudolph. We talked about the players from the practice squad. Kareem Hunt seems to be a little bit more solidified now compared to he was in his second week coming off suspension last time. Guys, what is the key matchup that you see? Could be offense or defense? that's going to maybe possibly turn the tide in this game. Dave, we'll start with you. I think it's going to be the, I'm going to say the, the, I I was even going to say outside rushers, but I'll just say the pass rushers finishing the play against Baker Mayfield. They got to him and didn't finish. And that was what really cost them in the last game. So they've got to make sure they don't just get there. They have to finish the play and not let him elude them and then make the play downfield. Okay, that's, that's a good one. Can't disagree with that. Brian, what about you? The key matchup, that one area that the Steelers need to capitalize on. 
Dave's is definitely the key matchup, but um, that's not what I was going to go with. I'm just going with somebody's going to got to stop number 53 joe Schobert. that guy joe sherbert whatever his name is um <laughs> that's that's a tasty dish sherbert but i'm telling you what i don't want to watch it all watch it like all over my quarterback and all over the field that guy was a maniac in that last in that last half of the game and he has really uh wreaked havoc on that team before um he's dangerous so somebody pay attention to number 53 do what you got to do to make sure that he doesn't kill you rainbow sherbet is my favorite sherbet rainbow sherbet is awesome yeah it is what, nice now here is now this is where you'll say that i'm gross and this is weird but if you take raspberry sherbet and go ahead and put some iced tea in it Oh, that sounds you've got you've got raspberry iced tea sherbet, and it's really amazing. <laughs> I don't like that. Use actually, the sounds like a really good idea. You know what? Years ago, years ago, Dairy Queen had this like a uh, you know that Mister Misty Freeze or whatever. They they'd have raspberry sherbet. Uh, excuse me, uh, raspberry iced tea, and then they got rid of it because I think I was the only one buying it. But now that I decided to make my own, it is. Absolutely amazing, Dave. Check it out. <laughs> okay, so uh, for me, I'm going to go with, and Tom puts $2 in the uh, tip chart and says, disagree, Dave, not holding contain was worse in terms of keeping Mr. Mayfield in the pocket. So I think those two work hand in hand. Dave, you're muted. I am muted. I said that's because they were there and they didn't finish, and that's how they busted yeah. out. I think we're kind of saying the same thing. It more, yeah, it's like I said, it's kind of one of the same. For yeah. me, I think that the Steelers' defense has to do a great job of stopping the run. You know, and I, when I mean bottling up the run, I mean that it's, it's to the point where they have to throw. Make it so that the Baker Mayfield beats you. Now, this can happen one of two ways. One way is, obviously, you have to stop the run. You don't give Kareem Hunt or Nick Chubb a chance to breathe. The second thing is that you get a lead and don't give them the opportunity to want to run the ball. They want to turn the pass to get back into it. Let's be honest, with Mr. Feetner at the helm, I'm predicting a lot of run-run pass for the Pittsburgh Steelers offense. Therefore, I don't think the, think the latter is going to come to fruition, but I do think they could make number one, and that is stopping the run, bottle up the run. That's what I agree with. Um, that's just me, though. I think that's a really, really big thing with this two-headed monster of Hunt and Chubb um in this upcoming game so uh brian hey it's kaylee cuoco for priceline ready to go to your happy place for a happy price well why didn't you say so just download the priceline app right now and save up to 60 percent on hotels so whether it's cousin kevin's kazoo concert in kansas city go kevin or becky's bachelorette bash in bermuda you never have to miss a trip ever again so download the priceline app today your savings are waiting Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Think of this as a big game. Let's do this. Who's your Who's your player? Who's your key player for the Steelers' offense and defense that you're like this guy has to show out for this team to win? They make the to make the play for this team, this, this unit, who's one player on offense and one player on defense. So I'm putting you, I'm putting you on the spot, but you're ready for it. Go for it. Oh yeah. I'm ready for it. Um, and I say this all the time, but the running back has got to show up. And I think that running back this week is going to have to be, 
Benny Snell Jr. to carry the load. And um, that's the guy. And he showed he can do it um, in the Charger game. He definitely showed he could do it last week against Cincinnati. I think it's uh, Benny Snell football time. On defense, we can go a lot of places. Um, it's easy for me to go ahead and say Minka or Watt. Um, I'm not going to repeat last week's because last week's he did show up, Bud Dupree. But the guy I really think needs to uh, control this game for them on defense, and I think he's coming alive again as Cam Hayward. Mm, that's a good one. What about you, Dave? Here are your two players to watch. All right, on offense, let's go with not not with the duck, but with the hunting buddy. We'll go with James Washington, who was out duck hunting this that's week true. with one duck Hodges. I think as long as as he can step up in that wide receiver. Now he might be drawing uh, Ward as as a matchup, which means then the other guy's got to step up. But if 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 you can. If you can even draw the attention, even if you're not getting the great statistics, um, but just anything that Washington can can do and, and just the connection that they have there. On defense, um, let's take the easy one and we'll go with TJ Watt, um, extending the sack streak and all that other stuff, getting home and, and those things. Okay, I'm going to go with offensively. This is kind of a sidebar here. You know, Brian brought up Benny Snell being like the bell cow. How the heck did that even happen? I mean, you went from Jalen Samuels being the backup to a guy that's a rookie. And Mike Tomlin talks about how rookies, you know, that's such a big jump for them to have to come back from injury and get on a moving train, as he always says. And then all of a sudden, he's getting the brunt of the carries over Jalen Samuels. What happened? Like, there's a disconnect there that I'm not sure what actually took place. But that's really interesting for me. They barely used Jalen Samuels in week uh, 12 against Cincinnati. Just, I don't know. There's something fishy about that to me. Not sure if you guys have a take on that or not, Brian. You know, I a, a part of it makes me feel like uh, they're they're just throwing throwing spitballs to see what sticks. Um, but the other thing to me is the fact that I think they looked back and realized what uh, Benny Snow did when he had a lot of appearances um, in that in that Chargers game because he he was a better runner than James Conner in that Chargers game. And so I'm thinking that, that they're looking for anything to help them out. And uh, with his physicality and the way he runs, if you open up a little bit of a hole, he's going to exploit it. I mean, we've seen him do it in college, and that's why everybody was so excited about him at the beginning of the year. And then it just didn't happen right away. And now we're naming him Benny Nojets and Benny Snail Jr. and all those names. And uh, it's like, look, give him some time to develop. And he's a more pure runner, more pure running back than Jalen Samuels. Jalen Samuels is your typical third down. He's Veron Haynes. He's Mewelty Moore. Mewelty Moore. Veron, yeah. I, I got to give Veron Haynes some credit there too. Cause That's I a mean, good one though. He, That's he a good did one, some, yeah. He did some good things there. Um, so with guys like that, that that's more what Jalen's there for. Um, so that's what I'm thinking. Let me say that the nickname police, that is Lance Williams and Jeff Hartman. We don't wait for anyone. Okay. We don't wait for anyone. So if Benny Snail and Benny Nojets gets nicknamed that out of the preseason, I don't care. He's a rookie. He gets that nickname. The nickname police has spoken. Dave, what are your thoughts on uh, Benny Nojets and the Jalen Samuels situation? I think you could maybe see more of 
Benny Snell football this week because it's supposed to be raining all day Sunday. Is it really? So, yeah. Mm. So, like I was saying to my brother, though, you know, if it's going to rain a lot, you know what really likes water? <laughs> Ducks. Ducks. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, so, sorry, I, I, I had to throw that out there. Um, I Like last week, they, did, they said that coming his first game back, they didn't want to give Snell that many carries. But by the time they get to the fourth quarter, they're going to go with the hot hand. And he was running well, and he was running powerful. And he was – the key was, was he busting the big runs like White was? Well, not really until we sealed the game with that last one. He wasn't getting the enormous runs, but he was getting solid rushing yards on every play, on every play. And that's yeah. what you need. Two, two yards – I mean, two yards should be a bad run. Yeah. Two yards should be a bad run, not these negative ones and zeros. All right. All right. So my uh, – go ahead, Brian. i just going to throw this in for trivia's sake. You know, you just talked about the forecast, Dave. and makes me think we could go back 30 years, and the number one song 30 years ago this weekend was none other than Blame It on the Rain by Millie Vanilli. So oh, my God. Can we be <laughs> – Blame it on the rain. Now I want to I want to take a, I want to take a quick sidebar for anyone that's watching this live or is listening in audio platform and things. That's probably not even it. He probably just made that up. No, he didn't make that up. He can tell you any number one hit in the eighties. I'm telling you, I've seen him do it. It's a great party trick, and it, well, it's not a trick. It's tr it's trivia. So don't I call don't, it a trick. It's, it's, <laughs> it's a trick. Brian Anthony Davis knows his crap in that in that uh. What do we call that? That realm. We'll put it there. Um, so I haven't even done my two players yet. I'm going to go with Deontay Johnson because, like Dave said, James Washington's going to be key. On defense, I'm going to go with someone that you're never going to think of, but it's just because at this point in the game, they're not going to make any changes, and that's Mark Barron. They're going to play Mark Barron a bunch, so we have to hope and pray that Mark Barron plays well, that he tackles well, that he covers well. Kudos to Jeffrey Benedict, who did, I thought, a really good two-part film room on Mark Barron and run support and Mark Barron and coverage. And he had a really good game against Cincinnati. He doesn't mean he's always had good games, but he said he did a good game against Cincinnati. So hopefully he can duplicate that and get on a roll. Because like I said, although I wish they would play Devin Bush more, these trends stay true with Pittsburgh. And so they're going to play Mark Barron a lot. So we'll see. Okay. You guys ready for some fantasy focus stuff before we get to our predictions? Yep. Let's do it. All right. So let's go again, as we always do. Player you start, player you bench can be either team, you know, wherever. Uh, we'll start with Brian. Brian, who are you starting and who are you benching? You know, I'm, you know, this might seem like a cop out. Um, I'm going with the Browns defense is, and I'm actually doing that this week. I'm actually so starting start? the Browns defense. Yeah. Okay. I am starting the Browns defense against this offense because I have not, I really didn't see anything past after two for two. You got to think you're three for nine after that. And I've, I'm hoping that we get some magic out of, out of the duck, but you know, that defense is still, I mean, I think Vernon's going to play even without Garrett there. That is still a pretty opportunistic defense and they were against the Steelers. Um, so I'm just going to go with that. It's not, it's not uh, a pick that's going to make everybody happy, but you know, I would go with it. All right. Uh, what about you, Dave? Who, what was it? Who are you benching, Brian? 
Oh, who am I going to bench this week? Well, it's not going to be the Steeler defense. I'm not going to do that. Um, I I could go back to my uh, my old favorite Vance McDonald, but I, I I'm not. I'm just going to say, don't put all of your money on Duck Hodges this week. I mean, it's a, he's a cheap pick. Yeah, I mean, you could go ahead and pick him up very easily. I just, I mean, I love the guy, and I'm rooting for the guy. I'm just not betting on him. Okay, what about you there, Dave? I am going to start the Steelers' defense because out of everything that they have this week, that's what I trust the most. It's the it's the safest pick. If you want a wild card, then you go to the offensive side of the ball. But if you want the safest pick out of everything, go with the Steelers' defense. When it comes to someone to sit, I'm going to say sit all the Steelers' running backs because you don't know which one they're going to try to pull out at the end. I, I'm not set that it's going to be Snell. I'm not set that it's going to be Samuels. I'm not set it's going to be White. With, with it raining, if he actually starts making good reads and finding the hole properly, it could be um, Trey Edmonds that gets the carries at the end of the game. So I'm not sold on any one of them because I think the Steelers just go with the hot hand. So therefore, you're more likely to miss than hit. So that's what I'll do. Value pick for me definitely is James Washington. I think that Devlin Hodges has a decent rapport with him, and he's been playing well without Juju Smith-Schuster in the lineup. Obviously, that 79-yard touchdown, and he is not an expensive pick for your daily fantasy league. I had him last week. Paid off for me, even though didn't pay out. And for as a bench, who I want to bench, I'm still going to bench Vance McDonald. I know Brian said he's not going to go with the de facto Vance McDonald, but until they start using the tight ends, I would not go near Vance McDonald until they start making it an actual effort to get in the football. So there you have it. Snowman puts $5 in the tip jar. Says, did the Steelers move on from James Conner next year and draft his replacement or keep him and pray he stays healthy? Dave, what do you think? I think they keep him. I don't know if they're going to be sold on him as their definite number one. I could see them. It would be really nice if they finally did take a committee approach and do the hot hand like they did last week. Brian? They're bringing somebody in, but remember, you don't have a number one pick, and I'm fine with it. But, I mean, you're not going to be... uh you're going to have to get somebody in the third or fourth round like you did this year with Benny Snell Jr., I, I think that it, we'll see how this year plays out. The, the rest of these games are going to tell us a lot and in terms of who they have as a backup, and, and that's going to be the ultimate indicator. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see how that goes. Let's get to prediction time. Let's brass tacks. Uh, the, the good news, let's get the good news. I would say great news. I would say fantastic news, superb. Any other adjective that you can think of that is a positive one out of the way, and that is one Mr. Lance Williams predicted the Browns will win. So, yes. We should all rejoice that Lance picked against the Steelers, which only means the good news for the Steelers. But I want to hear what you all think. Brian Anthony Davis, we'll start with you. Well, actually, Dave, what is the spread in the current over-under? The current spread is at two points in favor of Cleveland, and the over-under is 39. What did you say the spread is again? Um, two points. Are, or, well, the Steelers are plus two, so it's two okay. points in favor of Cleveland. And 39. All right. 39. Dave, Brian, what do you got? 24 to 16 in favor of the Cleveland Browns. You I just, rad. yeah, I, you know, I hate myself for doing it. And I know, uh, but 
that's what my gut's saying, and my gut's wrong a lot, and you know that. But I mean, I just don't feel right about this game. Uh, it's just something that I don't feel good about. All right, there you have that, Dave. Prediction, man, Brian, that hurts because I'm going, I'm going seventeen thirteen Cleveland Browns because honestly, it's not that I don't trust Duck. I don't trust the offensive coordinator to let duck play. So, and I think if it's raining, they'll use that as an excuse to not let him play. I, I, I really just don't have any faith in the offense, even if they could do it, that they'd even be allowed to do it. So unfortunately, because I, I wow. feel this game is, 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 a, is a very important game for the Steelers when it comes to the playoffs, not just because of the wins or the loss, but I think it would set the tone for the team moving forward to the end. Do they have an answer at quarterback and offensively? And I, I think they could. I just don't know that they have it all, all together. And this is why I didn't want. Uh, this is why I didn't want the Steelers to make the trade, the change earlier in the year. It always takes a little bit, a couple of games to figure stuff out. And I, I know Duck has some, some, some time under his belt, but. This is the first time that that it's, they're going to him out of choice, and not. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff looks cool, but also. Um, I love the dog. That, I want to snuggle um, that dog. That's awesome. That was very. No, you hate dogs. You said yeah. that's being the show. You hate dogs. What? You don't like the Westminster Dog Show? Uh, yeah, I, do, I got four running around my house uh, right now. I just don't want to watch them on the screen. I can't believe I I can, I can see Brian. But guys, this is a this is essentially a game that could really solidify their playoff spot, and yeah. it's at home. And coming off of that Week Eleven game, and the embarrassment, and the talk, and the chatter, and all this stuff, I don't think the Steelers lose this game. I really don't. If this team is half of the team that everyone thinks that they are, and that you know. They win this game. They find a way to win this game. And my prediction was, uh, I said this last night, is that it was 27 to 20. I think there's going to be more scoring than people think in this game. And I think a defensive touchdown turns the tide for Pittsburgh. So I think the Steelers' defense is going to really step up. Um, Anthony Johnson puts $5 in the tip jar. Says, what do you think about the potential duck callers chaos at Heinz Field Sunday in support or no? I guess he's referring to maybe the fact that people are going to bring duck calls like the actual duck callers to the game uh, i don't know oh man i'm gonna get crucified for this but uh you remember i know you guys don't remember this but back in 2010 when i when the world cup was in south america and they, those uh vavuzelas and it was so annoying to watch those games just like Wah! gosh i don't want to hear that i mean <laughs> Come on, just cheer. Just get a, here we go, Steeler. Here we go. That's what we need. <laughs> Dave? Did you, did you catch this one, Jeff? I did not, but I'm glad you did. Boz will have a big, a big, a big day Sunday. Well, they'll need him to because they yeah, don't score yeah. often in the red zone. Um, uh, it's the rain that I'm worried about. And just with everything being so, I mean, here we are at week 13, and it's almost like we're in week two all over again because there's so much new, fresh. I mean, it's a, it's a new quarterback. And like I said, I'm going to cheer really hard for him. I just think the reason I'm picking the Browns is because I think it all does not line up well for the Steelers. So that means 
when they win the game, it's going to be that much sweeter that they do. Okay, you keep on bringing up the weather. So I'm I'm looking here. It's supposed it's to like rain all morning. Sunday might be a little bit of a break during game time. Sunday, December first, it's 56 degrees as a high. Steady rain in the morning. Showers continuing in the afternoon. Chance of rain 90 percent with a little bit of wind, 11 miles per hour. So could be off and on. Could be a significant yeah. player, but you know what? It, it is what it is. You know, a lot I, can I change know. in 48 hours when it comes to predicting the weather. Yeah. So okay. You all and Steve, by the way, took your he took your fan card, Dave. To say no. <laughs> I don't know if you saw Why? that. Why? Because the, because I picked the team that was favored to win to win. When was the, the last time that the Browns were favored in Pittsburgh? Nineteen eighty nine, week one, and the final score of that game was what, Brian? Fifty one and nothing. <laughs> Cleveland. Yep. Really? Yeah. And the next week it was forty-two to ten. Well, when was the in favor of Cincinnati? And there was nine that famous ninety-two to ten season, but the Steelers made the playoffs. What? Yeah. When was the last time the Browns swept the Steelers in a series? Oh, it, it's could have been. I saw, I saw a date. Yeah, I saw a date. It it wasn't in. It was before. It was pre two thousand. I was thinking it was even before eighty-nine, but I might. It might might have been some of the time, but I know it wasn't in the two thousands. Man, I don't know. It's going to be a big game. This is the biggest game of the year for a lot of reasons. And when it comes on the schedule and and things of that nature. Also, I, I can't get over the fact that I don't think Baker Mayfield is that great, you know? So if they could just force the game into his hands, I like their chances. I really do. Yeah. But you know, what's scaring me? I'll just tell you this. I, I think they've taken this whole, this whole fiasco, um, that happened uh, two weeks ago, and they've turned it into an us against the world situation. And I think they're starting to believe it more and more, and stuff's getting fed into their heads. And I know they played Miami last week. They looked a lot better against Miami than the Steelers did. And I just think that they're starting, they've reeled off three straight. They're starting to believe it. They're starting to feel that they were what they should have been early on. I don't agree with that. I just, something about this team is scaring me right now. If their head coach doesn't get in their way, that's their that's their weakest link right there, is that their head coach is way in over his head. But uh, maybe he's starting to figure it out a little bit by now. But I I I'm I'm kind of set on the Steelers scoring 13 points. I think if they could hold the Browns to under that, then they're going to win. But Jeff is the exact opposite. He thinks it's going to be a lot of points. Well, I'd say 27-20 in the NFL today. That's a pretty average game. Mm-hmm. But uh, we'll see. And the weather, you know, that could definitely play um, a factor. But guys have played in elements all their lives, so that should be nothing new. So, all right, so this show, uh, it's a good place to end it. Um, Anything you guys want to say, Brian, before we call it a show here? Well, you know I'm not a pessimist. I'm really not. I'm not that guy. I'm usually uh, glass half full. And I'm really thinking that if they are, and you mentioned this earlier, Jeff, if they are who we we think they are, that they're going to go ahead and win because this is such a bigger game than we could possibly imagine. Because if you lose this game, you go down, you're, you've lost the season series to the Browns and they have that tiebreaker. And now you are tied at six and six. And suddenly you're looking up at another team that you're going to need help on. So this is just a crucial game. I did pick against duck when he went up against the chargers and I've um, picking them 
and he has surprised me. Not only surprised me, he won the game. And the team stepped up. So I believe in Mike Tomlin down the stretch, and I believe in this team's ability to pick it up. I'm thinking with my head and not my heart right now. Um, and But I want to be real with you guys. That's where my gut is. But like I said, my gut might be fat, but it's not always right. So don't take what I'm – don't take my stuff to Vegas. Just This is just what's going on in my head right now. There you go, Dave. Anything to say? Yeah, a couple things. One, it's not that I don't trust Duck. It's not that I don't trust the players. It's I do not trust the offensive coordinator. End of story. That is why I think the offense will continue to struggle. That's one. And two, remember, I properly picked the exact score last week. What are the odds of me being right two weeks in a row? Rare. (laughs) That's why I picked the Browns. Well... We'll see how it plays out, but one thing's for sure, we at BehindTheSteelCurtain.com and on our Behind the Steel Curtain podcast platforms will be with you every step of the way. So tomorrow is tomorrow is Saturday. Tomorrow tomorrow feels like Sunday, but it's tomorrow is Saturday. And that means that Mr. Brian Anthony Davis will be joining you for a Steelers burning question at some point during the day, so be on the lookout for that. Any teaser for that, Brian? Um, yeah, it's going to be, uh, we're going to be talking about the Steelers. And so oh, wow. <laughs> who would have thought, wow, that's wow. Crazy. So, uh, that's all going out of the limb there, aren't you, buddy? There Tune is, in. Man. There, there might be a reference to, uh, to, uh, 80s Swedish rock band, actually pop band rock set. Um, so yeah, stay tuned. Oh my gosh. <laughs> All right, and then my Lance and I will be on after the game on Sunday for our Steelers post game. Let's hope we're talking about a win. We will see you next week for another episode of the Steelers preview back on our regular day and time of Thursdays. Thanks, guys, for your time. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next week.